Okay, good afternoon, everybody. Today's daf, or tomorrow's daf, or whatever we call it, is Yevamus daf Kuftes Zayin. We are holding already on daf Kuftes Zayin Amal Aleph. We are four lines into the page at Ahugito di Ishtakach. Today's share is sponsored by Dr. David Lander and honor of his wife and children. It is also sponsored by the Gross family, Lizecha Nishmas, Chana Leia Bas Moshe Tzvi, Ramoshi Yehuda Ben Ramnachum, Chaya Leia Bas Naftali Herzka, and Tzvi Menachem Ben Shmayo, Olden Sham Shem It's also sponsored by Mindy and Henry Olinsky, Lizech Nishmas, Chaim Abba, Ben Yosef, Allah Shalom, Mindy's fathers, and Shem Shem also sponsored the Chusr for Shlema, for Uriel, Ben Chaya, Esther, a baby who's in the Niki, who should have for Shlema, the Soch Shar, Chale Yisrael, and it's also sponsored by Seymour Gertz in memory of his grandmother, uh, Yecha Fagel Basra of Moshe, Allah Shalom, whose Yartzeit is today, the first day of Tammuz, Neshama Shevan Aliyah, and again, we thank all of the sponsors very much for the sponsorship. So what we're going to discuss today is, uh, first the Gemara is going to talk about how Abaye and Rava, even though they had a disagreement as to whether we're Choshesh for two people having the same name, in one case they reversed their opinions about being Choshesh for two people having the same name. Then the Gemara is going to define, we had said in the Mishnah, that if there was Ketata Benam, that if there was some sort of uh, quarrel, argument uh, between husband and wife, then we no longer give the wife Naamanos that the husband is in fact dead. So the Gemara is going to define what is Ketata? How would we define Ketata? Every time a couple argues, that's automatically going to be considered Ketata. And also, uh, we're going to explain why it takes away her Naamanos just because there happened to have been Ketata. Then the Mishnah on Amr Beis is going to have a machlokas, whether we believe the woman when the husband was was somewhere far away. But ultimately, everyone is going to agree that we do believe her, meaning one might have thought that you're only going to believe the woman if the husband is close by, because then you could catch her in a lie, because there are people that will know if he's in fact dead or not. But if he's really at the other end of the world, before the time of uh, the types of communication that we have access to nowadays, it could be no one will ever hear anything from what's going on in the other end of the world, and therefore maybe she doesn't have us about that. Then the Gemara is going to try to connect two machlokas, whether takanos are limited to the exact circumstance of, that motivated the takana, or the takanos are, uh, are, are, uh, are, are uh, that, or that any uh, circumstance that's similar to the event that motivated the takana would also be included in the takana. So Gemara is going to talk about two different machlokas about that and try to see if those machlokas are in fact connected. So let's begin four lines from the top of the page. Andaf So says Gemara, who there was a get that was found in Sura, Uksib Behachi. And the get said the following in it. It said, Basura Masa, in the town of Sura, Anon Bar Nahardaa. I, Anon Bar from Narda, Patris Vitrachis Plonis Insi, I had uh, re- relieved and divorced. My wife, and uh, they, we knew of a person named Anan Barchia, and the Chum weren't sure, can we give that get to his wife? Maybe there's someone else by the name of Anan Barchia, and therefore this get is not kosher to use uh, for, for, the, for the wife of the Anan Barchia that we know. But the Rabbanan uh, did, did some research, and they looked all the way from Surah to Narda, they could not find someone else that was called Anan Barchia, someone else with that name. Levar me Anan Barchia. Except for one guy whose name was Anan Barchia, who, who came from Chagra, who happened to have been in Naharda that day. So, Basasadi, Vaomer, the Hu Yomak 
And witnesses came and they testified that on that day that the get was written, the Anun Barchia from Chagra was in Nahardaa. So since the get was written in Sura, right, because the get started by saying Bisura Masa, that in the town of Sura I'm divorcing my wife. So uh, the and we know that the only other Anun Barchia was in Nahardaa that day. That seems to be a pretty good indication that the get was written for the original Anun Barchia that we uh, that we knew of always, and not from this Anun, this newly discovered Anun Barchia who uh, who lived elsewhere. So Amrabai Afli Didida Mina Chashinan Hachalo Chashinan. So Rabbi says even I who Lishi Tasi and yesterday's daf said that we're Choshish for two people having the same name, even though we were not even Huchsak in knowing that there are two people with the same name, and therefore you don't give a get to uh, someone's wife. Uh, when uh, that that uh, just because he has this name, but over here I'm going to be moda that we don't have to be choshesh for another guy named Anun because they did the research, they checked, and they didn't find anyone else except for this one guy. And the only thing we know about this one guy is the kamisad ibn Arda'ava. That witnesses told us that he was in Arda. So my uh, my ba How could it be that he would be in surah on that day? Meaning now that we've actually. Abai says, when we haven't investigated anything, so then I think we have to be choshish that there might be another person that we're not aware of that has that same name. But when we've actually investigated and we found everybody by that name, then I don't think that you have to be choshish that it's this guy, because this guy we know was in a different city, so how on earth would he have gotten from Narada to Sura in such a short amount of time? It wouldn't have happened. So says the Gemara, Rava disagrees. Even I, who when we haven't investigated, I don't think you have to assume and suspect that there is somebody else by that name, but over here I am, Choshesh, now that we have investigated, and we do know that there is another Anan Barchia, I think that we do have to be Choshesh, that maybe this get belongs to the other Anan Barchia. Why? Why? So three possibilities. It could be that he had access to uh, you know to 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 uh, a Corvette or whatever he had access to uh, to to a Gamla Parcha to a car to a, a camel that could drive super fast and he was able to get from Narda to Sura in unnatural amounts of uh, of time. What do they used to call that airplane that went uh, faster than everything? The uh the Concord, Concord, yeah, yeah, Concord. So he had access to the uh, to the Concord. You know, Inami, growing up near JFK, we always knew when the Concord was coming. It was, it was a big brothel when they stopped flying. Uh, Inami bekvitsa, or uh, the uh, that 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 maybe he just had kvitsa saderach. Maybe he had some sort of miracle that he said the shem Hashem and he had kvitsa saderach. Inami mili masar, or the third possibility is that maybe sorry for that noise over here. Inami mili masar could be that he gave uh, that 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 he gave. He said, to Shaliach, Gedamalu Rav Lesafri, like Rav said to the Sofrim that would write Gitten, the Chenamalu Rav Huna Lesafri, and Rav Huna would say to the Sofrim the right Gitten, Ki Yisnachu B'Shili, when you are when you are in a place called Shili, Ksuvu B'Shili, then you should write that the get is written in Shili, Avul Gav Demimsrin Mili Bihini, even though in fact you're giving it to the Baal in Hini, V'Chi Yisnachu Bihini Kisvu Bihini, Avul Gav Demimsrin Mili Bishili, and when you're in a place called Hini, write the get that the get is in Hini. Even though the Minoya Shliach was in Shili. So you see that even though the other Anan was in Naharda'a on the day that the get was written, that's not a raya that the get was not written in Surah like he had said. So therefore we have to be Choshesh that this get does not belong to the wife of the Anan that we knew about the entire time. So that is Rava's, uh, Rava's comment. Now Tosos uh, writes 
that uh, in the name of Rabbeinu Tam, that the Chiddush of the two places that we're identifying, of Hini and Shili, is that even though they're very close one to the other, you still have to write the name of the Makom where you're writing, uh, where you're writing the get, no matter how close the two places are to each other. So says Rava, since there are three different explanations as to why it is that even though he was in Naharda'a, the get could have said Surah in it, so we have to be Choshish that this get belonged to that guy and not to the Anan Barchiyah that we were familiar with. Now, uh, the, 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 but one of the possibilities of how it could have been is that there was a Gamla Parcha. So it sounds from this Gemara that Rava is Choshish for Gamla Parcha. He is Choshish for the Concord or for the particularly fast way to travel. So the Rishonim all point out that in the beginning of Masechus Makos and Dafhe, the Gemara talks about two people who were amazed that uh, someone was in Surah in the morning and they saw that Kach uh, Yamaisa and two other people came to be Mazim them and they said, we saw you guys that evening in Nahardaa. So Rabbi says, well, let's, let's, let's analyze. Is it reasonable to assume that they could travel from Surah to Nahardaa in the discrepancy of time from when they claimed to have been in Surah and when they were seen in Nahardaa? And if it's not possible, then they are in fact Adam Zomimin. So the Gemara over there says, Rava is not Choshesh for Gamla Parcha. Right? If you're Choshesh for Gamla Parcha, then they wouldn't be Adam Zomimin. You would say, who knows? Maybe they were able to travel super fast because they had a Gamla Parcha. So it turns out that it's a stira in Rava. That over here, Rava is Choshesh for Gamla Parcha. Over there, in the beginning of Masechus Makos, Rava is not Choshesh for Gamla Parcha. So it says, Tosus gives two terutz and Ramban gives a third terutz. Tosus writes, that over here there's a particular reason to be choshesh even for far-fetched things because uh, there's a chashash that, uh, that the guy that was in Arda'a wanted to mess up his friend's wife and that's why we say that since he was, uh, he, he was looking to mess things up so uh, he did this uh, through, he took extreme measures in order to be able to ruin somebody else's life. And uh, additionally, Tosa says that really we are choshish all the time that a person used uh, extreme measures of travel. But by Edom Zomin, we're not choshish because they themselves didn't uh, didn't make this taina. Meaning, what happened? These guys came to court and they said, we were in Surah, we saw this event happen in Surah in the morning. Then two other Edom came and said, oh yeah, well, we saw you in the Harda in the evening. So what does Bezin do? Probably right away, they turn to the first Edom and they say, no, what do you have to say for yourselves? And what they should what they should have said at that point is, oh, we, we took we took the Concord. But they didn't. They just stayed silent as if, you know, checkmate, as if they, they didn't have an answer for themselves. So says Tosvos, that's a big reyesa. Meaning, yeah, we'll be choshish for a gamla parcha, but not when someone is being accused and they themselves didn't defend themselves with a gamla parcha. So that's why in Maseches Makos, we're not choshish for a gamla parcha. But over here, we're going to be choshish because it's not about anyone being accused. It's just about figuring out whose get this actually was. The Ramban says that he disagrees with that, Tosvos, because he says there's a concept called the that even if people don't think of their own defense, of the best way to defend themselves, we have to go out of our way to defend, the, to defend them. So the Ramban instead says, in the name of the Ravid, that the possibility of a Gamra Parcha, of a Gamra Parcha, is a very, very distant possibility, and we're not really Choshish for it. I, Rava says over here that we're Choshish for it. No, Rava's just giving all the possibilities of how one can travel such a great distance. You know why Rava thinks it might be the same guy? Because of the third reason, because there could be Shlichos. That's the only one that really makes so, why, you think Rava's really, we always have to be choshish, someone uses the Shem Hashem and teleports himself somewhere? That was the Rava's second possibility. That wasn't, that's not something that we're ever choshish for. Ramban says it's really all about the third reason. A lot of times you have like that in Poskim, right? Sometimes a Posik will say, this is mutter for uh, five reasons. And they'll give uh, five, 
different reasons, but you know that one of them is the real reason, and that the other four are what they call extra snifim lahakel. Rabbi Swal Reisman told me once that when he uh, he once uh, wanted to get shimush in paskening shilas by the Minchas Yitzchak, so he asked the Minchas Yitzchak if he would mind. It was on Cholamay Tzukis if he could just sit with him the whole morning and watch him paskening shilas. And he said most of it he didn't get anything out of it. Most of it was just like regular shilas that every rabbi gets. It wasn't uh, anything too uh, too too exciting. But uh, but he said one thing he asked him in Chas is uh, when you can use something as a sniff lahakel. And when Chas said to him, uh, Diane Weiss said to him, something can be used as a sniff lahakel only if you have a core reason that's your primary reason that's actually a good argument to be making. Then you could use other arguments as like you know an, an, an extra idea, an extra benefit. But uh, but if you don't have that one core uh, basis for, uh, for for Kula, you can't just put a whole bunch of Meshagasim together, or a whole bunch of uh, outvoted uh, Shitos together, and come up with a Sniflakal. So we are also, there's the one core reason, says the Rabban, and that's the last reason. Uh, so we throw in other possibilities also as to how one can travel from one place to the other, but those aren't the real reasons. So now, the Gemara goes back to the Machlokas we had in yesterday's daf, between Rav Chisa and Rava, about the guy that, that kept sesame seeds, that gave sesame seeds as a picadon, and he claimed that he wants his sesame seeds back, and the fellow who was watching the picadon said, what do you mean? You already took your sesame seeds back. What do you see in my in my possession right now are different sesame seeds. So my havalai the shumshmi. What was the pesach in that case of the shumshmi? Are we choshish that he removed the sesame seeds from the barrel and he returned them to the original owner, and now the sesame seeds that he has are different sesame seeds? So we're not choshish that these are different. You have to give them back to the mafkid, these are the same ones. Ravina, Amar Cheshina, that we are Choshish, that these are different, and therefore you do not have to give them back. And we paskin that we are Choshish, that uh, that you mo- remove them, and the mafkid does not have to take them out, and the, 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 the mafkid is not able to take them back from the Nifkad, and we don't say Kan Nimtza Kan Haya. Then we had said in the Mishnah, so the Mishnah had said that if the couple has not been getting along, then the woman loses her Ne'emanus. So says Mar, Hechi Dami Ketata what is an example of a case of what does it mean that they haven't been getting along it's if a woman ever told her husband they, they argued to such a point where she asked her husband for a divorce so such a level of katata we have to be choshesh that when she claims her husband died that she might not be telling the truth because you see that she wants out of the marriage they got into such a fight that she even asked her husband for a divorce so the Gemara says somewhat uh, curiously at least to my sensibilities, what wife doesn't ask her husband for a divorce? I could happily report uh, that, uh, you know, my wife, I, I don't know, do, do most wives, maybe I'm a yachid over here, but uh, the Gemara says every wife asks her husband for a divorce at some point. So, Ella, uh, but maybe if I'm snoring as a joke, I don't know, I don't think so. Ella, so what What must it be? Ella, but Omeris Labayla Girishtani, it must be that uh, that she said not, I want a divorce, but that you already have divorced me. If it's written, if, 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 it's, if it's gone to that level, that she so badly wants to leave him, that she's claiming to already be divorced, then she's going to be willing to lie about his, de- his death as well. So ask the Gemara, why when she says Girishtani, would she not be believed? Well, then, wait a second. You don't even have to believe her that he's dead, because if she just says Gerashtani, she's not menace. If a woman claims to be divorced, then we assume she is divorced. Because there 
is a chazaka that a woman would not have the chutzpah to claim that her husband had divorced her if he in fact had not divorced her. Now Tosus points out that she wouldn't be believed to collect her ksuba, but she'd be believed to uh, to not be married to him a- anymore. So uh, the uh, Tosus writes that it's because Eino is part of why is it that they, we have such a chazaka that she would not be made as part of? It means that if someone knows that you're lying, so you would never have the chutzpah to lie to someone who, who knows that you're lying. Other Rishonim, the Rush, in the last paragraph of Masech and the Dharm writes, that a woman would not be mafkia herself b'sheker from her husband because that would mean she's living the rest of her life as an ashes ish, uh, living with another man, meaning the whole rest of her life would be living in sin if she were lying about something like that. So that's the chazaka of any is a panad b'fnei But bottom line is, if a woman says gerashtani that in fact we have, we already are divorced, she's now a menace. So since she's now a menace, she's allowed to get remarried based on that alone. You don't need to believe her that her husband is dead, even if. Husband is alive and well. She should uh, she should be believed. So it says Marna Bomer Gershtani Bifeploni Ploni Vishilma Vamrula Hadan Loyedvar Meolam. Now the case is that she said Gershtani and she identified the Adim to the get, and then we uh, saw the Adim and we asked the Adim how that went when they were Adim on the get, and they said never happened Loyedvar Meolam. So even though normally a woman is believed to say Gershtani, but over here we know she's lying when she says Gershtani. So since we know that she's lying when she says Gerashtani, we, uh, we're not going to believe her when she says that, uh, that her husband is dead either. The, uh, the, 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 the Shulchan Aruch um, the, uh, paskins this lahalacha that uh, an isha is not that this idea that if a woman says gerashtani uh, and we haven't caught her in a lie, we haven't interviewed the Aiden, so she is going to be believed. Uh, but the Rama over there writes that bismanazeh nefishi chutzpa upritzusa. So she's ainan a menace. The Rama writes that this chazaka that isha that a woman wouldn't claim to be divorced if she's not actually divorced is no longer true bismanazeh. There's plenty of chutzpah nowadays. People will lie to, to other people's faces, even if they know that the other person knows that they're lying. People will live their whole life as nations ish uh, and, and, and live their whole life in sin because there's such pretzels in the world today. So therefore, says the Ramah, this, uh, this, she's only nemenes l'chumra, um, that, uh, but, but not l'kula. So the makar of that din of the Ramah is that they saw some quotes from an orchus chayim. So the Bach writes that even nowadays, if she gets remarried based on that, lo Meaning, even though we don't really believe her, but if she then goes and gets remarried after saying Gerashtani, so at least the Chazaka that the Gemara had of will allow her to remain married. That's how the, the Bach writes. In uh, in Shulchan Aruch and the Aruch Hashulchan says that we paskin like that Bach the Havulolo Sefala that it's a big enough Chiddush in Ramat to take a Chazaka that the Gemara had about human psychology and to upend it and say that that Chazaka has changed yeah as a matter of Chachila we'll say that that Chazaka has changed but Pidiyavad if she already got remarried we're not going to rely that that Chazaka has in fact changed and the Pischei Tshuva quotes a base mayor that even Bizman if there's an Amasla uh, that shows that she's uh, that she's 
said uh, that what she said is true, then she, then she is believed. Uh, that uh, Bezin is able to assess that she seems to be very honest. So it's not like an automatic that everybody has chutzpah and everybody is a prutza and everybody would lie about these things. So the, uh, that's what the Pischitschub calls from the base mayor that the Bezin has to use their head. They have to really uh, figure out whether the woman seems to be genuine or not. So it's an amazing ukimta the Gemara just made. The Gemara says, what's the case of Ketata? The case of Ketata, where we say she loses her Neamanus, is where she claims to already be divorced, and we caught her in that lie. We caught her in that lie. We, saw, we spoke to the Edim, and they said that she wasn't divorced. So then, the Gemara, my time at the Ketata. Why is it that way? just because there was Ketata between them, that the woman is not believed about the death of her husband? Now, considering considering the, 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 the way we just explained what Ketata means, this question doesn't seem like a very strong question at all. We just said that Ketata means that we know she's a liar. We, she claimed that her husband divorced her. She identified Adam. We spoke to the Adam, and they said, Lahadam. They said it never happened. So, so you're going to ask, why is it that she's not believed that her husband uh, that her husband is dead? Because she's a liar. That's why she's not believed. So it's interesting. On this my time of the Katata, so Rashi writes, Ditnan bimasnisin why? What's the reason for this katata that it says in the Mishnah that if she claims Mace Baili, she's not going to be believed? What are the words Ditnand Masnisin doing in Rashi? If the Gemara is asking, why is she not believed? We know where to find that halacha. We just learned the Mishnah. We know about that. Why does Rashi have to add the words Ditnand Masnisin? Very uncharacteristic of Rashi. It should have been, Rashi should have said, my time of the katata that Kiyama Mace Baili, lo mehemna. What's Ditnand Masnisin? So one of the Akronim points out in the Sefer Seder Elio Rabba, um, he points out that probably what Rashi is saying is that this Maitaima is not a kasha on the way the Gemara just explained the Mishnah. It's a kasha on the original reading of the Mishnah. Because on the way the Gemara just explained the Mishnah, there's no such kasha. We, we, the way the Gemara just explained the Mishnah, we just made her a kimta that we caught her. We know she's a liar. So you wouldn't ask such a question. It's only a question on the original reading of the Mishnah. So anyway, so uh, let's assume the question is like that. On the original reading of the Mishnah, that whenever there's a katata, she loses her name, so why? Because uh, she'll lie. She's not going to lie, but her she'll she'll misassess the situation. She'll see something that will make her believe her husband is dead, and she'll finish off the picture in her head. She'll uh, you know she'll see her husband struggling and gasping for breath, and she'll therefore report that he's dead. So my benai will be the nafkamina between them. Nafkamina would be if the, the katata comes from him, that she on her own right didn't hate him, she didn't want out of the marriage, but since he's always picking a fight with her, so she uh, therefore claimed Girashtani. So if you say, so there are two ways we show, you know, you can go with this. It's not abundantly clear from the Gemara which way this nafkamina goes. So some of the Rishonim understand, Tulsa understands that the nafkamina goes like this, that according to the Shita, that the reason of Katata is that she's going to lie. So since she on her own is not interested in fighting with him, she would not lie in order to answer herself on him, uh, and uh, she would be Nehemiah's. But according to the Madhyama, that Katata means that she's uh, to misassess the situation and not be so careful in how she describes what, uh, what, what she actually saw. So over here also, 
also we should be choshesh bididami. We should be choshesh for the same thing. So again, that is how some of the Rishonim Tosos explains this. However, the Kesav Mishnah quotes the Re'im that explains the Nafkamina in the exact opposite way. He explains it the exact other way. Now, the, 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 uh, because it's not abundantly clear, it's not like an obvious Nafkamina. Rishonim asks, you know, there is a more obvious Nafkamina. Um, what if she comes back and she says, I buried him. He's, he's underground. I buried him. So that's not the didami, right? Meaning that's not something that she could have seen and, uh, and misassessed. So uh, that would be a good enough kamina. That if we think that she's going to lie straight out so when she says she buried him, she's lying as well. But if we think that she's going to just misassess the situation, then uh, then then uh, uh, the if she says I buried him, there's nothing to miss to misassess. So the Ritva says, yeah, you know, the Gemara could have given that nafkamina also. But the Gemara just, you know, chad mitre naka. The Gemara gives one of two possible nafkaminas that it could have given. The Marsha quotes from her aim that he said that, that, that no, she says she buried him. Neither Shita would say she's believed. She's definitely not believed. I, how could she be off bididami about burial? Meaning that's not a misassessment. I mean, that's a, so Marsha says if she's convinced that he's dead, she'll report that she buried him. Even if, meaning, if she believes he's dead, even if she didn't bury him, she'll claim that she buried him in order to make it clear that uh, that, that he's dead to the to the Beisden. So it's not that she's going to lie about his death. She because she's convinced that he's actually dead, she's going to lie about the 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 burial. Okay, that's why that nafkamina is not mentioned. So when the couple was fighting, we said that she's not Nehemenis anymore. But what if an outside Eid Echad uh, claims that the husband is dead? Is he believed? My time at Eid Echad, ma'am. And what's the reason Eid Echad is believed anyway in these situations? That it's a Milsa David because the guy can come home any day. So he wouldn't lie about that. So over so here also, uh, the, the aide would not lie about that. Oh, Dilma. Or maybe, no, the, the real reason we believe in Eid Echad is because we assume that the woman is not going to put her full faith in the Eid Echad. We're relying on her being careful and doing her own independent research before getting remarried. But over here, since there's a katata between them, she may not be daiko mitzvah. She may not put her own independent research in it. Meaning, if the reason we believe in Eid Echad is because we're trusting the Eid Echad, and the circumstance itself, then we believe in Eid Echad when there's Ketata as well. But if the reason you believe in Eid Echad is because you're relying on her still, well then Ketata takes away her Ne'emanus. So the Gemara leaves it as a take, the Gemara doesn't know how to uh, properly resolve this issue. We have a similar suffix in the Gemara of, uh, a couple of weeks ago about an Eid Echad B'Yavama. And we had a, just in yesterday's daf about an Eid Echad B'Milchama, right? If it was a Shas Milchama, we asked if an Eid Echad is believed. It's interesting though, because the riff splits his psaq. You'd imagine Eid Echad B'Yavama, Eid Echad B'Milchama, Eid Echad B'Ktata. You'd imagine that however you're going to pass you're going to be consistent. So that's a kash that the rift splits his psaq between those uh, those those cases. By Melchama he says Eid is Neman, so so uh, and by Ketata he says that it's a suffix, so you have to call it Chumra. So it sounds like it's not the same suffix because he says it's still an open suffix by uh, by Ketata, even though by Melchama he thinks that we've already been poshate this uh, suffix. Rabbi Yudomar the Olamena then uh, the Mishnah said that Rabbi Yudu says no, she's not going to be believed. Uh, the Chum do not believe her unless she comes here with torn clothing and she's crying 
thing, and you know, and and and, and she just tells us that that her husband dies as a masich lefiutuma, just describing the the events that happened. Then we're going to believe her. So Tanya, Amalo Rav Yudah, so the Chum said back to Rav Yudah, Lidvar Recha, Pikach Astinase, Shatolotinase. According to you, if she's smart, she'll be able to get remarried. If she's a fool, she won't be able to get remarried. So Ela Achazu, Bachazu, Tinase. So it can't be that we're going to that if a woman is smart enough to know to fake it, that she's uh, in mourning, that she'll be allowed to get remarried. And if she's not smart enough to know to fake it, then she's not going to get remarried. That's, that can't be, that there's an intelligence test to be able to get uh, to get remarried. The Karbana Eidah explains, uh, when, when the Yushalmi asked the same question on Rabbi Yehuda, that uh, he explains that it's two, imagine two women of, uh, the, that are both married to the same guy. And one is a Pikachas and one is a Shota. And they both come telling the same story, that the husband is dead, but one of them comes with Gadim Kruim, and she's crying, and she's Misabel, and the other one comes, you know, dressed up fine, and whatever. so you're going to tell one of these wives, oh, your husband is dead, and the other wife, your husband's not dead, so that's even sharper, right? I mean, it's impossible. It can't be that uh, that the husband is dead, copy one of the wives, and not copy the other wife. It is important to note that the simple reading of this Gemara is that the word Shota does not mean clinically a Shota. It means that if she's foolish enough to not fake it, that's what Shota means over here, but if someone who's actually a Shota, Pashta says she can't get divorced, um, you know, she can't get married, or or, uh, or, or a Mid- divorced either, right? So um, the Raisel, she can't even get married. The Rama uh, writes that a Shota is an menace to say that her husband is dead, and and the Mepharshim all say it's based on this Gemara, because you see that a Shota is uh, an menace. So Pizchei Tshuva uh, points out that that's not what the Gemara means. The Gemara is not talking about a Shota. The Gemara is talking about a woman who's foolish enough not to uh, not to fake it. Very difficult to understand uh, the Gemara in any other way. Okay, and just to illustrate this point, there was a woman that came to Rabbi Yehuda's Beisdin to claim that her husband is dead. So Amrila, the Chum warned her before she went into Rabbi Yehuda's Beisdin. They said, Safti Balech, give a hespit for your husband. Kari Manech, go tear your clothing. Sashi uh, let your hair be a mess, as if you're in, 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 in Avelus. So, and that way Rabbi Yehuda will believe you, because Rabbi Yehuda only believes people who are playing the part. So they taught her to lie, they taught her to be, uh, to, to deceive Rabbi Yehuda. So it says, no, they thought that the Rabbanon are correct, that she's Nehmanis anyway. So they said, look, the right, the correct psak is that you're Nehmanis. Rabbi Yehuda's just not going to believe you. He's not going to follow the correct psak. He's going to follow his psak unless you go through this. So you have to do this in order to get Rabbi Yehuda to believe you. It's uh, the Me'iri brings it right from here that you're allowed to cause a chacham to make a mistake in psak, right? You're allowed to fool him if you know that his psak is incorrect and you think your psak is correct anyway. So you're allowed to fool him into giving your psak uh, under false pretenses uh, against his own better judgment. That is astonishing, right? That you'd be allowed to do that. Meaning he's a Rabbi Yehuda's entitled to an opinion as well. You're allowed to fool Rabbi Yehuda into saying something. That's a little bit difficult, but that's what the Me'iri claims. Okay, new mission now. So this Mishnah is a continuation of the previous Mishnah and uh, brings a, a, a shita that dis, uh, uh, disagrees with the previous Mishnah where the previous Mishnah just said that Anisha is not menace, that her husband is dead. So says, The only time Anisha is not menace say that her husband is dead is if she came from the harvesting the fields and it was in the same Medina where the husband was and similar to the Maisa Shahaya that apparently there was a Maisa Shahaya where a woman made 
such a claim, and then they went out and they found the husband's body in the field. So that's where we're going to say that Nisha is Nehemenes. But if the woman, if the if the husband had gone the Medina Siyam or something, then the Isha is not going to be Nehemenes. So I'm going to be Shamei. Beishamai says, yeah, the Maisa Shahaya that, that prompted this Takana to believe the woman may have been a case of harvesting wheat, but should it really be any different if they went out to cut, to cut olives or grapes? It may have been where it was Ba'us Medina, but should it really make any difference if it was in a different Medina? When the Cham gave an example of Bakatir, it's because that was the case they were dealing with. Ultimately, Beisilo backed out and they went back to follow the Shita of the Beishamai, meaning Beisilo ultimately agreed to the Beishamai that it doesn't make a difference whether it's uh, from a close location or a distant location, the woman is going to be believed. So the Brisa elaborates on this conversation between the Beisilo and Beishamai. So Tanya, Amrlah and Beishamai, the Beisilo, the Beishamai said to the Beisilo, according to what you said originally, that the woman is only going to be believed if it was exactly the same case as the Maeser Shahaya, that they were by the Ketziras Hachitim, and that it was Ba'us Medina. So then, Ainli, I would only know, Ainli Ella, Ketzir Chitim, Ketzir Sa'oriminayim, I would only know if they're harvesting wheat. And, and what if the husband was out harvesting? Uh, barley. So now all of a sudden uh, the woman's not going to be believed? Why in the world would that make a difference? Mainly of a kotzer. And I would only know about ktsira of grain. Botzer, if he was harvesting uh, grapes, or mosaic, or he was harvesting uh, olives, or goder, or goder, or he was uh, harvesting dates, or oder, he was harvesting figs. Minayin, how do I know that she be, she'd be believed in that case as well? That if she claimed my husband went out to harvest all these other types of produce, and he never showed up, and, 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 and he died while he was out there, how do I know she'd be believed in that case as well? happened to be about but the Huadin, the same would be true about everything else as well. So Bishami says the reason when the Rabban said a woman is believed when the husband was doing the Ktsira Baosa Medina, that's because that was the Maisa Shahaya, but it would apply everywhere. Ubaisil would say that there's room to be Mechalik. Baosa Medina there's more reason to believe her if she's claiming that the husband died nearby because there are people that can travel from one place to the other so she'll actually be afraid to tell a lie but if it was from one Medina to another where there isn't much travel from one place to the, to the other then uh, she's not going to be afraid to tell a lie and Beishami says there are always people that travel no matter how far away there's always going to be someone that meaning no one wants to live the rest of their life in fear that maybe that that day that one person will show up that could destroy their entire lives. So she'll still be afraid of it. Maybe it's not common to travel. It's not like nowadays where people hop on a plane and go to Israel like it's nothing. But but you don't want to live the rest of your life. She would live the rest of her life in fear that some is going to spend you know a year on a boat to try to get from one place to the other and is going to come come with uh, with information. So my Maisa Shaya says we keep referring to this Maisa Shaya. What was the Maisa Shaya? It was the end of this man of the harvest of the wheat. And ten people went out to harvest wheat. And a snake bit one of them and he died. So his wife came and let the basin know that the husband had died. 
Matsukitvareha. So then they went and investigated, and they found that she was telling the truth. So So that's when they said, that if a woman says that her husband died, then we trust her. She's allowed to get remarried. She's allowed to have Yibam if uh, they didn't have any children when the husband had a brother. So says Mar, you know, this machlokas between Beisel and Shamai, whether the initial takana to believe the woman is only in cases that match precisely with the case of the Maisa Shariah, we have a similar machlokas elsewhere. Neymar Rabbi Hananiah ben Akiva v'Rabbanon peplukta the Beisham Beisel k'mifuki. Rabbi Hananiah ben Akiva and the Rabbanon have a very similar machlokas. The Tanya, because the Brisa says, Lo yisa adam mechatos ve'efrachatos v'avir v'yardim u'besvina, that a person should not carry the, the paraduma ashes or the water that you're going to need to mix with the paraduma ashes and bring them over uh, the yardin on a boat because it could be that there's a dead body on the boat and you're being metame the ashes and don't stand on one side of the river and throw the ashes or the water to the other side of the river and you shouldn't put them on a raft floating on the water and you shouldn't ride them on top of, a, on top of an animal in the water because that's also like a nor should you uh, have a person carry them uh, over the water. Unless the person is literally walking on the ground of the, you know, the beneath the surface of the water. But you are allowed to pass them over a bridge. A bridge is not like a boat uh, because you're walking with direct contact on your with your feet to the bridge, and it's not floating in the water. The isser is only if they're going to float in some way. And it's of the Yarden and any other river. Rabbi Chaim ben Akavi Omer Lo Amru El Yarden B'Svinu Kmes Shaya. Rabbi Chaim ben Akavi says, No, the whole Isser is only by the Yarden. It's only when it's exactly a boat, not an animal, not a raft, not a, it's got to be a boat exactly like the Maisa Shahaya. So you see that apparently there was some Maisa Shahaya that prompted the Rabbanan to make a Gzeira not to, uh, to, to transport the Mechatas and the Efrachatas in a certain way. And you have Machlokas Tanoim, whether that Takana de Rabbanan was specifically with the exact precise details of, of, of the Maisa Shahaya, or it's broader than the Maisa Shahaya. So, Lema Rabban and Damri Kibeshamai, the Rabban who hold that it's much broader, assume like the Beshamai, Rukhan ben Akiva, Damri Kibeshamai, Rukhan ben Akiva, who assumes that it's no, it's only exactly like the Maisa Shahaya, is saying like the Beshilel. So, it says, no, no, I'm really saying even like the Beshilel, that they were only misakin Kibeshamai Shahaya. I've got no Karmi Beshilel, awesome. Beshilel is more limiting and saying that it has to match the Maisa because there was a Svara over there in Basil's case. Basil's case was about whether the woman is Nehemenes. There's a Svara to believe her more if the husband was nearby than if the husband was far away. Is there a Svara to assume that there's more of a Chashash of a dead body by the Yardin than by any other river? There's no Svara to say such a Chilik. So when there's no Svara to be Mechalik, of course the Takana is going to be broader. Rabbi Chalman ben Akiva Amalach and Rabbi Chalman ben Akiva would say, I know the Amri Alpha Beishamai, that I would even argue like the Sheet of the Beishamai, that we're not, that, that it doesn't have to match the Maisa Shaya. Ad Kanokan Beishamai Hasam. Beishamai only said that if the woman claims her husband is dead, she's believed even when it's not like the Maisa Shaya. El Mishim Di Daiko Mitzvah, because we have a Chazaka that she would never get remarried before she does her own independent research. So Mali Makum Karav, Mali Makum Rachok, if anyway we're relying on her independent research, 
research, it doesn't matter how far away the husband was. But ha-ha, but over here by the Mechatas, the purpose of the Takana was because of an event that happened that frightened us that all Mechatas and Eferchatas could be compromised. So the event that frightened us is the cause of the Takana and therefore makes up the Gedder of the Takana. So it has to be by the Yardim, by Svina. But any other river where the Maisa did not happen, the Rabbanan did not make such a Gezeira. So it says Gemara, the million dollar question now. We keep referring to this Maisa Shahaya. So my Maisa Shahaya, we already learned what the Maisa Shahaya was with the woman claiming that her husband is dead. But what's this Maisa Shahaya with the Efer Chatas and the Mechatas? So Dom Rabbi Domarav, Maisa Ba'adam Shaya Mavir Mechatas, Efer Chatas, Biyadim Misfina. There was a person that was transporting the Mechatas and the Efer Chatas uh, over the, the uh, Yarden on a boat. And there was a Kazais Menames on the boat, in the bottom of the boat. And uh, the Kli of Mechatas was Ma'ahil right over that Kazais Menames and had become Tame. So Bosa Sha'a, that frightened the Rabban. Rabban therefore made a Gzeira, Amru, Loisa Adam Mechatas, Vevachatas, Vevim Biardim Besvina. From that point on, they said you cannot carry the Mechatas and the Evachatas on a boat because we have to be Choshesh that it might become Tame. Okay, Bezashem. Tomorrow, oh, tomorrow's five. Tomorrow, I will not be giving this year. I, I guess in the next taf, I'll be giving you shul on Shabbos. So, okay. All right, I'll see you there. All right. Everyone have a wonderful Shabbos. Shabbos.